0: Bottom line bombs on the sports given podcast network is brought to you by edge boost. Edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sports backslash edge to get started today. And with that, let's get going with this stuff going as well. Bottom line bombs. Much as I can play in that song, but that's a great way to start off the bottom line bombs is uh, the most Boston-y of Boston scumbag songs to Dropkick Murphy. Shout out to the Dropkick Murphys and Boston's complete failure last night of game seven. Give it up for more bombs. I'm your host, Edie Sullivan of the Bottom Line Bombs. I want to welcome everyone to the show to pick. Show picked with bits for tobacco use only um on Tuesday the day after Memorial Day May 30th that was the last last second audible I just said to throw the Dropkick Murphy song in there just a little taste of it because we don't obviously don't have the rights to it but it's what a great 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 Memorial Day gift that was for all fans of decency and watching the Boston Celtics. Absolutely choke yesterday and fucking play the worst game of the season at Game 7 at home and get blown out by the play-in Miami Heat Jimmy Butler team. I mean, it was amazing. Great for the bombs, too, as we cashed in Miami Series plus 400. We did not win heat in six, although we came point 0.1 seconds away from that at eleven to one. But another game set—it doesn't matter <clears throat> because uh, yesterday's failure by the Celtics was so great. It it, it created um, new kinks that we didn't even know we had. At least I didn't know I had. And that's what, with with Boston losing twice in the same series. You had, uh, you know, they go down three zero. Then had all the talks of them coming back be the only team ever to come back 3-0 with the basketball. And the Celtics fans go, falling for it, going right back to it, like, we're back with their most obnoxious. How did they – we were just saying it was cream Dog and Green before the show. Out of that the team that doesn't know about jinxes, you would think Boston would get it. But they don't learn their lessons. That's what, they're hilarious because they used to be the underdog and always losers. But now they're obnoxious obnoxious, aggressive underdogs somehow. How, how, how they do both is amazing. And uh, there's nothing better than watching Boston fans lose in that fashion. You have to lose at home. That's the new kink. You have to give. You have to rip hope away from all your fans, give it back to them, and then tear it away from them again. And that's exactly what happened to Celtics fans. Down 3-0. They were done. Then it came back, game seven home, and they had a party last night, and then it was over in five minutes. They put out the worst first quarter of the entire year. Game seven home, Jason Tatum gets hurt on the first play, rolls his ankle. I feel bad for Tatum. He's played through it. He shouldn't have. But that's the NBA, too. You're held hostage by your multimillionaire superstars. Like, what can you do? Not to take him out? Well, he was a lot. Li- he was a liability out there. I mean, he gutted it through. But great, gutting it through. is You don't need to gut it through versus Miami. Put anyone out there, you'll beat Miami. Oh, I love this heat. Anyway, then there's a picture of the Bill Simmons there. Bill Simmons. I mean, it's not just the Bill Simmons. There's the other Celtic fans too. Those fucking other mass holes out there with the tank tops and the muscles, just screaming like they're just so aggressively. I have people like to say Boston are racist, and and they are. No one, no one denies that. But uh, it's just not even that. It's just so goddamn obnoxious. So I, like I said, I could watch the Nuggets beat the Lakers seven times in a row. I could, I could go for a seven-zero sweep. I could watch. <laughs> I could watch the Celtics come back and fail for another couple weeks. Against Miami, because I think they would never fall for it. I mean, they would always fall for it to fans. Hell, I did. I hedged. I hedged a bet. I thought this other was going to win last night. How, how, how could you? How can you not win that game last night? You know, I realized, uh, especially after Game Six, when they got the Derek White tip in with 0.1 seconds to go for the m- miraculous game that was going to go down in infamy, and now it means nothing. That's the best part about all this, all that shit. The coming back from three zero. The the point one tip in it means nothing. It'll barely be remembered because it'll be remembered as them getting waxed at home in a game seven, which also predicted by me, CJ Sullivan. Follow me on Twitter, CJ Sullivan underscore. Game sevens in general in the NBA are garbage. They're always trash. Not I shouldn't say always. But it did. Um, (laughs) The last 10 games have been an average. The deficit has been an average of 17 points. They're always blowouts, it seems like. And if they're not blowouts, the score is like 58-56 in a grueling rock fight. It's because their legs are tired. You can tell. Everyone was tired. I mean, the Celtics went 0 for 10 for 3. They couldn't shoot because even in game six, they couldn't shoot that great. Because they're tired. This is every other game thing. That's all they do is shoot. In Miami, they played that prison ball. But their, team, their players are awful, but they're good. <laughs> Caleb Martin. I don't even want to get into Caleb Martin. I love, love Caleb Martin. He hit his overs on every single game of the series. Um there was a controversy how he should have got the Eastern Conference Final MVP, the Larry Bird trophy. That was great, too. Why do they do that trophy presentation shit in the on the court? Imagine being a Celtic fan. And listen, I'm ripping up Boston fans. I'm a Philly fan. We're we're not we're no real different. The only difference is Boston wins more lately. Um last 20 years. They've been on an amazing run. Uh we're we're both obnoxious. I I get that. But <laughs> the trophy presentation in the middle of the court. There you go, Boston fans. You got to at least you get to have this a little show. Don't you want to see Alonzo Morning give Bam Abadayo with a fucking Larry Bird trophy? <laughs> Uh, oh, man do this, in those, do this shit in the locker room They used to do this in the locker room Why are they doing this on the court? Remember if you have uh, Musburger in the locker room Getting champagne poured on them. That's what I want to see Anyway So, Jimmy Butler got the trophy No uh, no big surprise A lot of people are upset Because they bet on Caleb Martin at crazy odds, like 100 to 1, all kinds of crazy odds for him to win MVP. I had Caleb Martin last night to lead the game in scoring 35 to 1, 38 to 1, something crazy like that. Lead the whole game in scoring. He, he had 26 points, and Butler had 20 with like five minutes to go. I thought I was locked in, and Butler goes on an 8 0 run. Son of a bitch. Hey, you can't blame Jimmy. That's what Jimmy does. Jimmy does Jimmy. Yeah, I love Jimmy Butler. The highly dangerous, crazy man Jimmy Butler. Um, but with the MVP, it was weird because they, 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 show, they, they showed the votes and they made it public. And as Cramdog was saying, I don't think not, any of these people thought this was, vote was going to be public. But it just show, proves to show that they don't care. They're just writing down things. You want to give it to Jimmy Butler, that's fine. But Reggie Miller on the broadcast said that Caleb Martin's the MVP. And then they show his vote. And he voted for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I think they're just afraid what if Jimmy Butler sees this? They don't even want to, they don't even want to give him a slight to his own teammates. I think that's part of the problem. Um and then some other writer who's on Winhort's podcast, he said, Yeah, Martin's the MVP. If that tip doesn't go in by a white, and then game seven happens and he gives it to Butler. <laughs> what? Well, what happened to game seven? Martin was the best player. Eh, if Jimmy Butler sees this? That's what it all comes down to. So be careful when you're voting for MVPs. People are terrified. They might give Jimmy Butler the MVP versus the Nuggets anyway. You don't think it's swept. Because so I don't want to piss off Jimmy Butler. He's petty like that. King Petty. The Petty King. Richard Petty. Um, All right, let me get into the show here. Um... I'm gonna recap a little more of that Miami Boston and TNT and NBA, the uh, Dallas Vegas, also another great fan. Heart ripping there. Wanna console Dallas fans. Uh we'll go over some of the bombs we from the weekend, the golf bombs that came in. We'll be faded Brooks Kepka. That was fun. And, and then uh give out I'm gonna give out some baseball bombs later at the end of the show. Just because we have a little time now between NBA Finals and NHL Stanley Cup. Um tomorrow's show, though, I do again live noon Pacific on YouTube. Make sure you come in. I'll, that's what I'll do. Give out my NBA final bombs. I won't talk too much about the Nuggets and Heat because there's so much to recap. Um, but yeah, let me get into that. But first, let me tell you about Edgeboost. This episode is supported by Edgeboost. Edgeboost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you could do with an increased bankroll. Get down some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down a favorite bet you like or even use to create an awesome middle or even hedge. Which is kind of gross. I don't want to I'm not going to tell you when to hedge. Hedging's for gardeners. Anyway, Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they cha- as they charge zero interest. You know the way you can access more money place your favorite bets without paying any interest? No, you do not. So support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, and also i want to have a man-in-the-box segment at the end. Of course, maybe about succession in the shows. we got to talk about those shows that ended up there. Real quick about Edge Boost, though. I like that. I like that. Uh, $2,500 bankroll boost. It sounds like a bookie system, the old, uh, you know, gamble now, pay later. But th- this is uh, – there was a little confusion. It's not a sports book. It just gives you $2,500 for, ba- for your bankroll, for bets. And that is great for futures and hedges. A lot of times, I'll be like, a lot of times you listen to, uh a lot of the gambling shows too. Like there's so many of them on the air now, like Daily Wire or whatever, Daily whatever, Live on the Line and we Uh, Which is fine, whatever. Everyone gets gets yours. I don't care. But they give out like a lot of their advice is just unrelatable to your squares, if not. And let me tell you something. We're squares. Well, that squares as far as information, but you know what I mean. But like, okay, get down on this, get down on this future. This, that, and they just throw out future bets like you have this unlimited bankroll. Like, wh- what are you talking about? Like, I want to bet on the game that I see in front of me. I get that. You want some interesting, I mean, you want to make smarter bets, but like, you can't just be like, okay, now's a great time to get down on Arizona Diamondbacks division, which it is, by the way, Diamondbacks division. But a lot of fun future bets, but like, okay, but now that ties up your bankroll. For fun bets, like I don't know, the NBA Finals coming up. So Edge Boost, what it does, it adds twenty five hundred to your bankroll. No zero percent interest that you pay later with your bets. That's a pretty good deal. I'm going to sign up for those right after the show. I'm being dead serious. I don't have to tell you what happens with it tomorrow. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to convince myself. I'm going to sign up for Edge Boost after the show. At twenty five hundred, and then I'm going to give out some futures, and even hedge possibilities with it that we won't touch in our normal uh, bankroll. So yeah, we'll do it along uh, together. That'll be a fun thing. Um, hedging, I don't mind hedging. I used to, I used to be like hedging uh, is for gardeners. Never hedge, uh, but it depends. I mean, if your tickets, you know, if your tickets cheap, you have some crazy. Like, let's say you have the heat to beat the Nuggets in the finals. You But you, you did that at the beginning of the season. Or I think it's like two hundred fifty to one just before the playoffs. If you had that, you know, you have a hundred bucks to win whatever that is twenty five thousand. Yeah, you can hedge that because it's a hundred dollar ticket. You know, it's not like you're betting twenty five thousand to win twenty five thousand. You're hundred dollars on twenty five, so might as well put five. That's what they say. Oh, it's easy. Just hedge it out. Just put ten grand on the other side. Okay, you put ten grand. Where am I getting this ten grand from? You are getting it from edge boost at least twenty five hundred. So a nice, uh, ground like that. Anyway, <laughs> let me get back to the. Let me get back to the Miami Boston. It's weird. I can't. I can't tell you how enjoy. As bad as the games were, and I say game sevens are always bad, and they are. It was still enjoyable for me because Boston got humiliated at home and were never in the game, and that to me is enjoyable. And it's sad. That's what I'm getting as an old man in a box here. But that's the only way I enjoy myself, not through sports. Not even my team's winning. It's other teams losing, and it's obnoxious people like Boston fans. I hate to say it. I don't even get emotional with winning bets and losing bets. Losing bets, obviously, It's—I speaking of which, how obvious it is now. Now the gambling's so prevalent in sports uh on the TVs. I mean gambling has always been prevalent, but like how open they are now with it. And none and like so you get highly highly emotional. So you got people who lose, you got you got announcers basically losing bets and being open about it. Charles Bark Charles Barkley ripping on the Celtics last night at halftime. He's like, these guys are idiots. I hate watching how dumb they are. He obviously had a lot of money on Boston. <laughs> it could it could have been more obvious for him to talk like so personal about them. If you're getting personal, oh, you have money on them. And, you know, I get it. You should be allowed. He should be allowed to say, listen, I have money on the Boston Celtics, and they're terrible. I hate them. They're pieces of shit. And Reggie Miller. <sighs> Man, I don't get it. I do not get why Reggie Miller is a... A love, uh, if I don't know if he is a beloved announcer or not, or not I just don't get it. He roots, he, he like I said, he roots for whatever the most painful thing is. It's like it seems like he's celebrating that knee. He is injured. Tatum's injury hampered, and then then Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle one time. Oh, I think Reggie. He's grimacing, Reggie. He's like <laughs> Jimmy's grimacing. Tatum's hampered! He's hampering! Grimacing and hampering! Like, what the f-? Cha-Ching, I think he said with Caleb Martin, and then he doesn't vote for him. Cha-ching. What do you, you Belbit, the Vovity? Like, what, you would, like early 90s just fucking I don't know. I don't know what I think of swatch. And New Kids on a Block. A new kids on a block was a boss in the 90s. And Tyler Hero's outfit. What the fuck is going on with Tyler Hero's outfits on there? He's what, what, ridiculous. Tyler Hero, I don't like how he, he's been cleared to play. And he's just like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I have to wear these absurd fucking early 90s hip hop outfits. I'm not going to play. That's not what I do. Anyway, the narrative story I, I, I don't want to pile too much on Boston. I mean, I do, I love it. But <laughs> and then if my favorite thing is happens afterwards, after they uh after any team loses, and then you get like I said, everyone just gets shamed on Twitter. NBA Twitter. Everyone's been on Jalen Brown now because Tatum got hurt, so Brown was supposed to be the guy. And he had eight turnovers, he couldn't dribble. So there's all these memes about him not being able to dribble and how he's not even an NBA player. Meanwhile, he's gonna be a free agent. He's gonna get like fifty million a year. But they're saying how terrible he is, and he's and they only say it because everyone watched his last game, and his last game was bad. Grant, he's not terrible. The Celtics are not terrible. They're inconsistent, sure. And then Missoula, whatever you want to say, what about him too? You can't. I mean, no, it's an overreaction. They're good. They'll be in the final. They'll be in the conference finals again next year. But people are like blow them up, bomb up, blow them up, blow up the Celtics. All right, relax. I would love for you to blow. I would love I'll take Jason Tatum more Jalen Brown any day. Fucking Derek White, though. Jeez. It was hilarious how Derek White and Caleb Martin were two best players on the court last night. And it's just so funny how the narrative so now you're gonna have Miami Denver. <laughs> And Denver, of course, again, saying, still saying how the people don't talk. Why don't you talk about us? They're still talking about why people don't talk about us. And then Chris Mannix comes out, the Sports Illustrated NBA writer, and says they're not interesting to write about, which is an amazing thing for Chris Mannix to come out and say. First of all, they weren't even talking about you, Chris Mannix. No one's talking about you. They're talking about ESPN, and they're only talking about ESPN. ESPN's the only thing that matters because it's the only thing that's on TV, in their studios, in their offices, in the courts there, and, you know, all the time. That's what they mean. But Manic saying that too is just great because it's just admitting that they don't care about basketball. They're not writing about basketball. They're writing to, to get fucking clicks, as they say. Because they want a narrative, and I get it. You know what I mean? They don't want to write about the dullness or the ins and outs of actual basketball. And like write how the great the nuggets are. They want to talk about Al Horford taking a team to Top Golf. I read that story. That's why Boston came back from being down 3 0. They were down 3 0, and all the articles were Boston hates each other. So it's fun to write about. They all hate each other. They're not even friends. And then instead of watching film, Al Horford took them to Top Golf. And then they rallied and won three straight because they had fun. Then that became the fucking story. And then they got blown out last night. And then they, they, now they hate each other again. Now they're like, what? We're going to pay Jalen Brown? What? Basketball writers are so, they're, they're just funny. Anyway. Uh, thank you for joining me on the... Uh... Yeah, let's go. Nuggets is right, Chad. Jay is he welcome on the YouTube comment. I know. Listen, we'll get into that tomorrow as much. I'll break down that. Break down that. Series a lot more tomorrow. Uh, that starts soon, right? I think. That was another thing. Miami, Miami pa- had their flight packed for Denver already. Son, they already packed their bags. That's how confident they were. That's not how confident they were. That's that's called planning. You have to plan ahead. We're just gonna buy a red eye flight. Jesus, I didn't think we were gonna win that game. Has anyone seen a? Does <laughs> anyone check the hotels in Denver? I hope there's room for us. We're coming to play the NBA Finals, fellas. Uh, the Nuggets, much better team. Although I love this narrative they're already pushing about the zone defense. How generic and grade school of analysis. That sounds like analysis I would give. Me, a guy who does not know the X's and O's of basketball very well. I mean, deep into it, like a basketball mind. Well, bad matchup for the Nuggets. For I mean, for feet, for Miami, not for the Nuggets. Because uh, Maia plays his own defense, and Denver beats that. Ah, well, they're fucked. splasher has no idea what to do then. Ooh. Wrap it up, boys. <laughs> oh, man. Spalester, obviously, the greatest coach of all time because he took these bums past Boston and Milwaukee, even though they should have lost to the Bulls in a playing game and not even be in these playoffs. How easy is this path for Denver, by the way? You got the Lakers and the Heat back to back, two playing teams. Good for them. Chad G wants to know whatever happened to good old fashioned hookers and blackmail for team chemistry and motivation. Not what's well, wrong. Top golf, I know it's a different world now. Chad G, can you believe that? Now they go to Top Golf and have good clean fun. The Celtics, Top Golf is Top Golf is the center of a lot of problems. You're. Uh, Henry Ruggs and Raiders, he went to Golf, and then he fucking drove 90 miles an hour down the streets and killed a woman. only got eight years for it. Good for him. Anyway. um... Let me throw that in there. Why would I throw that in there? That's crazy. What was I talking about before? My man-in-the-box voice. I just keep going. Oh, yeah. The games that are coming up this Thursday, the pre, the the zone. Splash, by the way, uh. I love that story, too. They're, they talk about how LeBron James wanted him fired at Miami, and Pat Riley told him, "Get the you don't come into my office and do that. You get the fuck out. Pat Riley, every Irish dad's uh, hero of a businessman. My dad loved Pat Riley. He made me read The Winner Within. Let read that again. Even though Pat Riley's that smart, he's the well, way he looks, he just has that look, that slick hair. Fun fact, Oliver Stone told Michael Douglas to look like Pat Riley as the role of Gordon Gekko. That's that's what I want you to lead, and he did. And uh, he won an Oscar for it, didn't he? Should have. Anyway. Yeah, so we'll switch over to Stanley Cup. It's also going to be on Saturday. Vegas. They did a mini version of what the Heat did. They went up 3-0. Let Dallas win a couple games to get their hopes back up. Just when the fans... So the fans got rid of that, got rid of their team, and then they came back. All right, we can do this. And they had a game six at home, and then they got absolutely blitzed last night. 6 nothing That's just my this is my new cake You rip out the heart of the fans, then you give them false hope, and then you have them get embarrassed at home just when you think you can win it again. It's like uh Game of Thrones, the one dude who has that guy as a slave. He put him up and, I oh, let me take care of you, take care of you. Then like he ripped his dick off and went on all that shit and made him his slave. Build him up and build him down. Just like that. Just like that Game of Thrones thing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I watched that during the pandemic, and I, I mixed a lot of episodes. Anyway, um, good sh- good show. We'll get into that towards the end. Not that, but succession. Um so now you have a bunch of Dallas Stars fans who quit on their team twice in the same series. You can't get better than that. Just showing them—they, I mean that—that that place was empty in the open third period. They didn't even—they st- didn't, certainly didn't hang around for the handshakes. The good old-fashioned handshaking in the center ice in the Conn Smythe Calder Cup trophy presentation. These these southern cities with their hockey towns. And I get—I mean, it's—it's it's an easy one, easy thing to jump on because you got Vegas and Florida now in the Stanley Cup. South Florida, by the way, Miami Heat, Florida Panthers, both eight seeds, doing damage. But people like to make fun of you. Don't even have snow down there. Okay, so what? There's like three American hockey cities. Two of them are in Maine. All right, it's like Minnesota, North Dakota, whatever. You know what I mean? That's it. New York, you're not a fucking hockey town, New York. No one's playing in a pond out in Greenwich Village. You're not skating on Rockefeller Plaza. So who cares if it's in Dallas or Vegas or Florida? You have to go to the arena anyway. Although they don't know what hockey is. It's kind of great. And I always say, Dallas, hockey fans in general in America... It's a fun summer ride when your team's in a playoff. You get excited. You get the fair. You follow along. You go crazy. You love it. And then the second they lose, you just wipe your hands clean, and there's no emotional attachment whatsoever. You just drop it, and you just walk away. Woo! What was that? That was akin to having an affair. And you get the next morning, like, oh, God, what was I thinking? I got a family. I got to go home to. I got a wife and kids. I can't be seen sleeping around with you, hockey. Cowboys training camp is starting soon. You're not gonna, you're gonna be cool about this, aren't you, hockey? You're not gonna tell, you're not gonna tell football that we had this little summer fling, are you? Because uh, I got to get back to work here with my family. So that's what Dallas is up to. So um, we'll also talk about Vegas and Florida tomorrow. That's that'll be a fun series. Uh, I like them. Well, oh, whatever. That's tomorrow's show. Um, but first, let me get into and then, uh, yeah, welcome to a quick uh, ad read. And I'll, I'll I want to recap some of those golf bombs. Speaking of Top Golf, Chad G, and everybody, I'm going to talk about the the golf bombs we gave over the weekend and uh, some of those fun stories. And then I'll give out some baseball bombs and then a man in a box. But first, let me tell you about the NBA Finals contest. It's another free contest we got for the NBA Finals. So enter exclusively on the SGPN app. Series props and game props. $100 SGPN gift card up for grabs. Download the app. Enter today. Um Oh, at the end of the episode. Yep. Then at the end of the episode, I want to give you my Edge Boost Double Down Play of the Day. Thank you for everyone who is watching live on YouTube. Make sure to smash the subscribe button and like this video on YouTube. Don't just sit there with the old, just don't just sit there staring at this YouTube video. You got to hit likes and you got to hit. I hate asking for those things. It seems very thirsty, but that's what you got to do. Anyway. Let's uh, let's let's break up. Let's recap some of those golf bombs. Welcome, thank you, and also subscribe if you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes. Right? Make sure you Spotify. Share it. Hell, you know, should, yeah. Fuck the subscribe. Share this thing. Tell other people to look. Especially to YouTube this is where I give out my man in the box promo videos as well. I have a couple of Jimmy Butler. I had a couple of Jimmy Butler videos in the hopper from before the, se- when the series started. And three knows already release them, but one one of them I claim that he makes the finals. So it would be no problem. And then they lose 3-3. I'm like, fuck. The world's not going to be able to see these Jimmy Butler videos because the Heat are going to blow us. So thank God. Maybe the most unheralded thing of the Miami Heat winning yesterday was the world gets to see two more man-in-the-box videos by me about Jimmy Butler. One is telling that story about the no rearview mirrors. You've heard me tell that before on here if you're a listener. And the other one's just about him being petty and ripping on Al Harford. They fun videos. Check out my stuff. Also have my Instagram, at CJ Sullivan was taken. <laughs> That's right. Jimmy only looks forward and say no. You're exactly right. Never looked back. <laughs> That's the recap if you didn't know. I once saw his truck. He had no rearview mirrors, and I yelled at him. This is in Chicago. Where are your rearview mirrors? Because I never looked back. All right, Jimmy. I will not take that on the highway, but I love it. Anyway, all right. So uh, let's talk real quick about the LIV golf tour. The Brooks Kepka bombs we gave out in the last show. The hangover bombs. Brooks Kepka had a hangover from winning the PGA, so we faded him. to the LIV. I gave out four bombs. We gave out round one versus Neiman. Neiman straight up, money line. And Neiman minus half a stroke. Both winners. Bomb that. And then straight up, Cam Smith... Money line and minus a stroke and a half. We split that. Cam Smith only beat Kepka by one shot. But still bomb. Three and one. That's a profit. Fading Brooks Kepka. Now I do want to say a lot of people are talking about uh making their biggest bet of the year. Biggest bomb of the year. I even was I was even emphasizing empty. I think I might have told people to empty the account on Cam Smith. Looking back, that's a little reckless. He although it did win. I'll give myself a pat on the back. It did. It only won by one, and it didn't even win on the uh, spread shot. And I wanted to watch this because I did have a lot of riding on this. I had to do, first of all to watch the LIV Golf Tour is hilarious. I had to download the CW app, the network, the CW network, their app, to watch their ridiculous coverage. And it's funny. There's music playing. The Ivy Golf Course is hilarious. They're wearing shorts. There's music playing. It's like you're with that dude in the car just fucking ripping a joint, blaring the radio. Just making it cool golf, bros. But anyway, I watched it, and uh, it was obvious to me first that, yeah, Kepka, he was he had a week partying, but he was fine. He lost, but it was, it certainly wasn't a blowout. I'm like, oh, I thought Kepka was going to be hung up. You don't have Me and other writers and and gamers who gave out this play, we all assumed that Kepka would be hungover the way we would be hungover. Like, you see how he's partying? He went to the Panthers game, then the Heat game, then the Panthers game again? And he's drinking? Oh, my God, I'd be done for a month. Yeah, we would be. Because we're old and out of shape, and we're not world-class athletes like Brooks Kepka. Yeah, I know he's a golfer, but he's a beast of an athlete. He's got a model for a wife who show you showing videos she's like dusting the trophy case in her bikini her thong her bikini how old did I sound there and her in her bikini a teeny bikini um so I'm watching him like <laughs> and I was like watching around and thank god I won but like I was like uh-oh this might have been a mistake <laughs> this might have been a mistake I guess I guess world class athletes can bounce back and then play around a golf no problem After doing blow and whatever, Jaeger, whatever the fucking he was drinking all week in Florida. And then taking a private jet up to D.C. to play a round of golf Trump Trump course. He got in late, apparently, but whatever. But it's like how we assume, well, he's not going to be able to recover from that. No, no, we wouldn't be able to recover from that. I would be in bed for a month. Just pounding Gatorades and watching Netflix and not get out of bed. Kapka's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a... I'm a specimen. I can get up and golf. I can golf in shorts. I can do that. Golf in shorts to me—that's not to me. That's like running a marathon after a week of drinking. Are you kidding me? Three nights out. I don't even do like. <laughs> yeah, maybe back in the day when I really, when I used to get after, we go out to the last call and I'd go down Atlantic City from Philly, drive down there, we do drugs till noon. This week, uh, or last week, I actually Googled, um, "Is it too late in the evening to eat a banana?" That's what I Googled. That's all. It's, it's, it's the kind of life I live now. It was, by the way, that was if you're if you're wondering the answer. It was, it was way too late. It was like nine thirty. You don't need a banana, but you don't you know you know throw you don't weigh yourself down that potassium at that that hour. You crazy? I canceled plans on Friday night. I had plans for someone asked me Friday night. I said yes, thinking, yeah, Friday night, let's do it. I and then I had to cancel. I'm like, what, am I crazy? Friday night? It's not even a weekend anymore. Weekend is one day. You get Saturday and that's it. We got two, we had two because of the holiday. So you had Sunday as well this weekend, but that was it. Friday night's not the weekend. Not anymore. Now you get home, you go to bed. You're tired from working, talking, and working. My sister's like, yeah, I don't want to talk to anyone anymore. I'm done talking. Hit me up on Saturday. Friday's a no-go. Anyway, it was a go for Brooks Koepka, but we hit those bombs. Um, the other bomb we gave out was uh, Michael Block to miss the cut at minus 300. That was, uh, that was easy money. We'll hit that bomb. It was a big juice, but it was just one of those locks. Michael Block was the club pro who came in like in fifteenth or whatever he did in the uh, PGA. He was the story. He had the hole in one. Everyone loved him. He was a great internet story because then he shot like an eighty-one his first day. Um, he was great story because he's a typical internet story. He's a club pro, or PGA. We all loved him. Every man. Then he goes on a whirlwind tour. He's on Good Morning America. He's getting exemptions to other tours. He does a couple podcasts, a little too much, and then he says something cocky, and all of a sudden we hated him. Internet turned on him like that the same day. He went from a hero to a fucking, like, this smug villain within 12 hours. Because he went on some podcast. Who knows what it was? Um, I should probably look it up. Uh, he was on the let's see. He's a pro, he's a pro here out in L.A. By the way, the Rojo Trabuco Golf Club and Mio. Um, let me see the podcast. What was the podcast? Doesn't matter. He's on a podcast and he said that he could play as good as anyone in the world if he if he could drive the ball as long as Rory McIlroy. And we're all like, "Shut you! What the fuck!" Be humble. We want our heroes humble. Don't say you're great. We want our heroes to be great, but we don't want them to say they're great. <laughs> Just lie to us. Of course he thinks that he's an he's a he's a professional golfer. They gotta think gotta think have to be confident about themselves. We all want that. We want you being humble. The guy asked him, What's the difference between him and Roy McElroy? Is it the distance? And the guy and black goes, Yes. It's only the distance. Block, I'm sorry. Not block. He goes, if I could hit as long as Roy McIlroy, oh, you kidding me? I'd be world-class. My short game's world-class. And it's not. I mean, I'm sure it's good, bro, but that made everyone furious. <laughs> That's like, I mean, and we're like, fuck, you son of a bitch. We need a, you're not a hero unless you're humble. The Ripper Mango Podcast. I'm sorry, I should have said that. Ripper, Ripper Mango. Good Ripper McGill, not Mango. Ripper McGill with Bob Mannery. He said he's a longer, he's a lot longer than I am. That's what it is. But what I would shoot from if Rory hits it would be stupid. I think I'd be one of the best players in the world, hands down. If I had that stupid length all day, my iron game, wedge game around the greens, my putting is world class. <laughs> And we're all like, you fuck you. Fuck you, Michael Block. We're taking away all of our exemptions. I never want to see you again. Live long enough to be a hero, they say. Or or you die a hero. What's what's the quote? Long live long enough to become the villain. You either die a hero. Or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that is what it is for Club Pro, Michael Block. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. The internet does giveth and taketh away. But anyway. Now I now I have the stupid CW app, by the way. Speaking of LIV golf, I can't get rid of it. Now, now I'm going, now I'm getting into Smallville. In that rabbit hole. <laughs> they got some good shows. I got the flash. I heard the flash is a good show. Watch that a little bit, but, uh, what a funny contract I have with CW. CW's got, CW's got nothing but teen shows of superheroes in LIV golf for degenerate gamblers who don't care about blood money. <laughs> but they had their big week when they won the PGA with Kepka. Phil Mickelson has a tweet. Phil Mickelson. I love who keeps defending it. It goes, uh, Love LIV or hate it, it's the <laughs> first of all, you know, if someone says that love it or hate it, everyone hates it. You're defending something undefensible. Hey, whatever your opinion is, love it or hate it. You got to admit this. And that's what Phil said. He goes, it's the best way for the tour to be on your, your best in the majors. Enough events to keep you sharp, fresh and ready, yet not worn down from too many tournaments or obligations. Fourteen events and thirty-four weeks left open. To prepare for the four majors. Fact. Uh, Mickelson's one of those assholes too that writes fact after a tweet. Fact. My here's an opinion. Fact. Well, what a what a what a great tweet, Phil. I'm glad you have thirty-four weeks off to prepare for a major to cash in your two hundred fifty million dollars to do nothing. What a, what a great thing for the fans that is too. As long as you guys are rested for the four majors out of the year. <laughs> oh, And you take 10 months off. I'm glad you guys got to take nine to 10 months off during the year and still collect half a billion dollars. So you can be refreshed for the majors. What Lo- Fact. Love it or leave it. Love it or hate it fact, what about us fans, Phil, that are diehard uh, Range Dogger fans? Uh, that was the thing I was watching. I, I had no idea the LAV does team golf. No one knows what the hell these teams are. They just make these random golfers play team. like, team, like No one gives a shit. Hilarious. So you have a tournament, three-day tournament, no cuts, and then uh, these four guys are on a team like the fucking the Duff Daddies or the fucking, you know, <laughs> these stupid things that nobody gives a shit about. What about those guys who are diehard Duff Daddy fans? Ah, huh, Phil, we want more of that. Anyway, all right, let me move on. That was my golf ball but anyway, we hit those bombs. So, hit the, uh, Speaking of bombs, let me give out some real quick uh, MLB bombs since we got to give out something for tonight's games. Uh, since we do have, have to wait a little bit now between the NBA Finals and NHL Finals. And like I said, tomorrow on the uh, Wednesday live show at noon Pacific. It's every Monday and Wednesday here. I know it's Tuesday because of the holiday yesterday. Um, we'll break. I want to break down the NBA Finals, give out bombs for the series plays on that, and he's NHL Stanley Cup, so make sure you come back for that. And more f- things that are fun. So let me give out some b- bombs. These are going to be pretty chalky bombs today for baseball. But I'm gonna give out three or four that I like. Chalky because you have uh Tampa Bay is playing the Cubs. Tampa Bay just got one hit by uh Marcus Stroman yesterday. That's that's not a good sign. <laughs> but they had their A Shea McClellan on the run today. They're minus two dollars. But play the run line with them at Wrigley Field. No problem with that. I think it's minus one twenty five. I should look up. Let me look up this uh let me look up these lines while I'm here. Although I do have my laptop. I hate to admit it see generics out there, but I have a laptop in front of me because of, uh, because of the ad reason I had to produce the things now. the man, in the box is getting even more boxy. I, you know, I bring the paper and the passion. Usually I'm the analog guy out here and I have my clipboard, but recently I've had to do it because I have to upload the show and all that kind of stuff. So let me, let me look up some of these lines since I have them in front of me. Um, so minus one eighteen, you can get that run line with the Cubs. It came down to one eighty two. Shane Wilcund versus Kyle Hendricks. I mean, that's just a no brainer. You bang that. You bang that out. Wind is blowing in again in Wrigley, says Insano. So grab that under. And that's a real deal. Insano's not lying with that. That wind effect. Everyone knows if it's blowing in or blowing out. It effect, it, it. That lake effect there in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for many, many, many years. That wind is legit. People like to say, you know, they call it the Windy City because of all the gossip that goes on with the political, uh, you know, know, the politics are fixed. And you can, yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure that's a, a second meaning for it. But also, it's fucking windy there. That's why they call it the Windy City. The wind is devastating in Chicago. I've been walking. i have walking on the street. You turn the corner of a building, and you'll get whipped in the face. You get like punched. You'll take a knee. You like you forget what part of your body you forgot to cover. Like okay, I got the scarf, got the hat, got the gloves, and bam, it smacks you like on your upper right cheek. Like what the fuck? Like, I got dry ice in your upper right cheek because of wind. It, like it, like I've seen it. I've seen people get knocked to the ground from this wind. So our man Insano says it's blowing in. Grab that under. But I'm taking also taking the Devil Rays minus. I mean McClanahan versus Hendricks. Don't even think about it. Uh, bomb that. Another chalky one. Uh, Dodgers Nationals. Dodgers had a rough road trip. They're back in. They just pounded the Nationals again yesterday. Uh, Gonsolin is back to being Gonsolin. Whatever that means. They're three dollar favors, but you can get them at one fifty five at. Uh, 155 run line. I'll take that. Let's take those Dodgers. A nice straight up game. This my. Th- I'm gonna have four baseball bombs. Three run lines. One straight up. This one straight up. This one I like. Uh, it's getting pretty cheap. Dollar twenty two. Texas Rangers at Detroit. Texas Rangers. I don't. I mean. <laughs> They're playing great that they're, they're not getting, I don't know if they're not getting the respect or just got the value. These lines are just insanely low. People are overvaluing Detroit too. Um, but with Perez pitching versus tech, I mean, Texas, I know they're on, on the road favorite. but I, I, this one goes off pretty soon actually. So I'm going to give this out real quick. Texas minus minus one twenty two. I mean, I, I don't understand how you just keep playing Texas till, till it bucks. is what I say. I don't, I don't, I don't get these numbers. Texas minus 22. And now, <clears throat> my edge boost double down play of the day. This is where you get your minus on. You put it all on this one. <laughs> you don't put it all on this one. I don't, I'm not doing empty the account. Uh, <laughs> empty account advice anymore. But this is my edge double down boost play of the day. If you want to lock my or my. Also my bomb of the day. And it's the run line with the Atlanta Braves over the Oakland A's. You got Elder Pritchin. Sears Pritchin for the A's. Uh, It's minus 140 for the run line of Atlanta Braves. The Oakland A's, who beat Atlanta yesterday, by the way. The Oakland A's, by all accounts, are the worst not only the worst team in baseball, but they might be the worst team in baseball in history. They're soon about to smash all the 1962 Mets records of run differential losses. They might not even get 40 wins this year. They got their 11th win yesterday. I know when they got their 10th win a couple weeks ago versus Arizona because I bet against them, which was amazing. I mean, they hit a grand slam of tight. Point is, they were in an amazing schedule spot yesterday. You had Atlanta coming off a Sunday night baseball win. Had to fly across country. They didn't get into 6 a.m. Then they had to play in the afternoon. Ready to holiday. It was perfect. It was perfect setup for the A's. And the only reason why you didn't take them was because, like, eh, it's still the A's. And they had Blackburn pitching. They had a ace coming back for the first time in a while. He pitched great. Um... Right. They broke an 11-game losing streak, as Santa says. And also, th- it was the first time they had over three runs in, like, nine games. That's the thing with the A's. Not only is their starting pitching bad, their bullpen's even worse. And they can't hit. Other than that, they're fine. Now you have Atlanta Braves, maybe the best team in baseball, especially an incredible road team. Minus one and a half, 140. Awful, off, awful loss to the A's. The A's, they just got their win for the month. They got their last, they got their last win before May. Kind of like that, the quota, like when cops they say cops write you tickets at the end of the month because they got to fill that quota. That's what the A's, the A's are like. Oh shit, they're gonna, we might not even get to Vegas if we don't get another win in this month of May. So they got their month of May in, now win winning, now they're not gonna win for another couple weeks. So, Atlanta Braves minus a run and a half, bomb that. That's my edge boost mega play or whatever the fuck it's called of the day love that one now let's get to the box box. yes welcome to the man in the box man god damn the show got running late again uh real real recap yeah you you got the baseball bombs um welcome to the man in the box what great holiday weekend uh I wanted to talk about the show Succession and Barry. They both closed. They both closed on Sunday. People are upset that they ruined their holidays because they had to watch it. Um and spoilers. I don't want to give it out any spoilers. People go nuts with the spoilers. That's I don't even want to talk about succession. I don't want to talk about spoilers, really. People get mad at Twitter for spoiling endings. Well, what do you expect? Twitter does it. It ruins everything. Get off Twitter. You can't you're addicted. I love when people like people don't, don't spoil it for me. What, how, I don't know your reality. I don't know what happened in your world. I get to some, you don't go out there and say, hey, Darth Vader's Luke's father, like the second you come back from Empire. You don't do that, but you know, first of all there's nothing really to spoil in succession. Nothing fucking happens in that show. I like it. It's fine. The actors are good. You know, the writing's great. All that shit. First of all, people are going a little too nuts about Succession. Talk about being lost in a moment. It's the greatest show of all... No, it's not the greatest show of all time. It's fine. But nothing happens in it. They're rich people. You know, people just like rich people. That's all it is. They're rich, evil people. In my day, we called it Dynasty or Dallas. Those were the rich shows you watched. Um, but like you can say, all right, the thing here was uh you know who was gonna take over. See so that was the thing. The first se- the first two seasons were great. First season was great succession. And the reason why succession's good now too it's not hanging around long enough to get to get bad. After four seasons get out. It probably could have left last season. But give this a couple more seasons and you would, you would hate it. There's already signs this year of it nowhere to go. Like okay, great. the so Fox News parody thing, you know, the network. But then they're like, when they're, when they was doing a Steve jobs presentation this year about like, Oh, it's going to be a a lifestyle, like a cruise ship without the boat. What the fuck? What is this idea? So that's the problem with writing too when you want to write like a genius idea, like uh, the character has a genius idea, you still have to come up with that idea, which is not easy or passable anyway. So this was like, who's going to take over? And there's all kinds of guesses. I'm like, but there was no stakes. I'm like, who cares who takes over? Because even if they whoever does and doesn't, I won't say who did or done, they're all gonna be rich no matter what. They're all gonna be billionaires. If they sell the company, if they keep the company, whatever they do with it, no one no one's out in the streets. Nothing's gonna happen, nothing bad's gonna happen to any of these people. Anyway. So people are saying it's the greatest show of all. Th- no, it's not. Although the people who think other oh, shows are the greatest shows of all time. People are getting back into Sopranos and I like the Sopranos. Listen, I'm from Jersey. I'm half Italian. I grew up with nothing but ties. I get it. And I watched it when it came out. I don't like when it, when show people start getting into it now because it comes on Netflix. I mean, whatever. But then I want to talk about, it. I want to fucking talk about the Sopranos. That was like 20 years ago. It's a great show. That also gets a little overrated, by the way, too. Don't don't tell my paisans that. The first two seasons of Sopranos, <coughs> some of the greatest television or art just made in general. Some of the greatest television ever made. It was just the first two seasons of Sopranos. After that, eh, take an infomercial for an Italian-flavored fucking or <laughs> pasta-flavored sleep apnea machine. You know what I mean? Okay. When they hologram the grandmother. All right. Anyway, uh, Succession, though, <laughs> oh, it's a lot. Of, oh, I wanted to talk about the, the ending of the Succession. People are trying to predict it, and the one uh, girl predicted it, Sophie Kim, on Twitter. She writes for Name Bearer or something. Uh, she said it was in the name. Bill Wambosnia, whatever. Tom w- is his name Wambosnia? And she looked it up. And there was Bill Wambosnia in the 1920 World Series who won unassisted triple play. And then she put on Twitter that her theory is Shiv, because it's a knife, is gonna shiv the family, stab them in our-. All right, Grant. that wasn't too hard to predict that uh, someone's gonna stab someone in the back. Yet yeah, that's every fucking episode of Succession, it's all backstabbing. Um, but the triple play was a fun thing, and that, that caught fire. And it—I'm uh, not gonna say it was right or wrong, but it, uh, it was right. The assistant triple play took out all three, um, and that's definitely something TV writers would write about. Like in the 1920 World Series, I was kind of nerds, which was between the Cleveland Indians and the Brooklyn Robins. How many teams in New York have in baseball back then? Jesus, the Brooklyn Robins, the Ben Stein Do or Dies, the. Park Slope Pirates. What do you have, a team for every block in New York? That's why there's East Coast bias, because the whole goddamn world was in New York back then. They had 19 baseball teams and 54 different newspapers that came out every hour on the hour. Here comes the midday Manhattan Apple Gazette. Herey, herey, here's the 2 p.m. news of the Queens Quisenberry. I don't know what the voice is. Anyway, uh, Succession, good rap. Stuck the landing That's the new saying. People like to the say they stuck the landing. It was fine. I'm neither here. I'm not. I'm neither here nor against it. A lot of Succession. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Who's buying or who's selling? I. But like, you guys figure it out. I'll. I'll. I'll do. I'll dip back in. You guys figure it out. Fine. Great. I'll. I'm not going to be against you. I'm not going to be all the way for you. So you're not going to say you're the greatest show of all time, which you're not. The actors were fine. They're all good, but I'm not invested in his characters. I'm really? I mean, really, they're good. Now, Barry, Barry was a good ending. If you watched Barry, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to get into Barry too much. I will. Uh, you know what I talk about? Oh, oh man. I gotta go. Fifty-five minutes. That was my succession talk. I, I, I saw this billboard on the way here. This, this that's a good segment for the show. I saw this on the way here, but there's a trailer for in uh, this billboard I see every day coming here now. Um, don't worry Mafia. I didn't, uh, I didn't spoil any of the ending. I didn't, I didn't spoil anything. All I know is they're, they're rich. That That's the only spoiler I gave you for the, uh, for Succession. They're very rich. All of them. And they remain rich. Everyone's rich. No one goes broke ever. Sorry. Didn't mean to go. So. I should stick to, I should stick to more simplest things. See, that's the thing with Succession. I don't know what's going on. But I see this I see this billboard for strays. Did you see in this ad coming out now, this movie Strays? It's a dog movie, and they're voiced by celebrities like Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx. And see how you know, dogs go and they're stray dogs when they're going through their adventures, but they curse. And they do and it's R rated. What? What the fuck are he doing? Like, yeah, let's have an adult dog movie. What? A, what a slap in the face! Listen, and I like—I'm a WCJ Fields over here. I don't mind ripping on kids and all that shit and torturing them, but that's—that's that's a little too much, even for me. Hey, kid, you see this trailer for a dog movie with dogs? Yeah, can we see it? No, no, you can't. It's rated R. Why? It's dogs. I know. I don't know. They curse. Why do the dogs curse? So adults can watch it. What? Adults want to watch cursing dogs? Not really. But, you know, we like dogs and we like dogs more than people, really. So it's just to get away from you guys. Really? What? You have a show, a, a movie with fucking dogs in it as the characters and kids aren't allowed to see it. That's Crazy. To me, I am predicting Strays will bomb, and I'm not rooting for bombs or anything like that. People get too much into the whole box office too of the bombs. But uh, speaking of (laughs) bombs, the Strays. (laughs) But I was just—it just makes me laugh. A dog movie that's rated R, like that. Sausage. Why? How fucking, what, what a needle you're trying to thread to of adult dog fans that also like dirty comedy. What? That they, that don't have kids or hate kids. Cause you have to hate kids to make that movie. Anyway. Anyway, that's going to do it for the man in the box. Man, <laughs> the man in the box. <laughs> oh, maybe mafia I was talking about you missed this show. I hope you didn't miss this show. You probably did since you're, since you're chatting on late. That's all right, though. Mommy, don't worry about it, because this will be uh, ready to podcast and stream. And you can stream it right now on YouTube. You can go back and replay that. But you should be subscribed to the podcast as well on Spotify, iTunes, wherever wherever pods are told. You know where that is. Get on that. And that'll be up in about a half an hour or so, as, as I will produce that myself, because I am the man in the box. Um. So yeah, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, give it five stars and review it too. I need some fucking reviews up there. Everyone else gets reviews. Maybe because I'm not inducing reviews. I'm not I'm not doing contests. I'll give a free man in a box t-shirt out to the best review. Not the best. You can even, uh, you, I don't even care if you, you hate it. As long as it's funny, I don't care. If you write something funny and articulate, you don't have to be funny. I'm not challenging you to be funny. You don't have to do that either. Just uh, put a little passion into it. Make it legit. And uh a winner will get a free man in box t-shirt. How about that? That's something else. Uh follow me on Instagram, C was Taken. Uh at Twitter. At Twitter at yourself. underscore. Uh follow my other podcast, Blackout Diaries. If you like Drinking Story Show, me and my buddy Sean Flannery. Do a hilarious drinking story show. That's also where pods are told. Subscribe to that as well Thank you. it a five-star review. Um other than that, that's it. No spoilers, please. For the uh, NBA Finals or NHL Stanley Cups, that'll be tomorrow at noon Pacific. Make sure you tune in for that. And if not, all right. Boston, you did it. You saved my weekend. You lost miserably and made me happy. You made the man in the box happy. Thank you very much.